Hello, everyone. Thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for listening to the podcast. This is your host, your girl, Samantha Burgos. And uh, I am beyond stoked, excited, like all sorts of words and vibes and just like energy flows right now, legit from interviewing my amazing friend, Katie Winnin. Um, she is so bomb, you guys. No lie. She's so bomb. Um, she is a self-love specialist and she is the owner of the Self-Love Clubhouse and the founder of Take Care. And she's all about just loving and respecting your body, taking care of yourself, and just working your kind of issues with yourself and your body and everything from within versus, you know, dieting or doing these crazy harmful things to your body. Um, I love what she's all about. I feel like her message is something that needs to be shared with so many women and men as well. Anyone really. Um, self-love is something that is so kind of, I guess, overseen and not noted as, you know, it doesn't hold the standard that it should because it's so important. Um, I wish it just it was like a standard overall in schools and in all sorts of things. But yes, we get into that anyways. <laughs> we get into that. I'm just mad passionate about this, yo. Okay. So honestly, I am so happy to have her on. If you guys please, um, she in the show notes gave us a uh, discount code um, for her self-love clubhouse, which she talks more about in this episode. So you definitely know more about it. But in below, you can find the code and you can find the link for it. Um, so please feel free to check it out. Also, let me know if you like this episode. Leave some reviews or any questions for Katie as well. You can find her. I uh, left all her uh, handles and everything below so you can find her on there and follow her and just be inspired daily by her stuff because, you guys, she is just so inspiring. So please enjoy this interview and uh, thanks, guys, for listening. Hey, Katie. How are you? How are you doing? I am so good. How are you? Good, good. Thank you for being on the podcast. So... Um, for those who don't know, Katie Winnin is, uh, she's, I guess you would say the owner or the leader in Take Care? The founder. The owner, the founder, yeah. Take Care. And uh, also she has the stuff, uh, Love Clubhouse. Um, so kind of go a little over, I guess, your journey, uh, for who you are, your journey, and then um, we'll take it from there. Perfect. Perfect. So yeah, I'm Katie. I am the founder of Take Care. Um, we started as in, or we are an online community that's really focused on intersecting self-love and body acceptance with well-being. Um, so, you know, we talk about things like self-care and, um, and self-love and having a healthy relationship with food and enjoyable movements and um, mindset, overcoming anxiety, kind of all those things that are tied into health and wellness. But I really wanted to create a space where weight wasn't a discussion when we were talking about those things. So I wanted a place where it was completely weight exempt. So we don't talk about um, weight like gain or loss, or we don't talk about um, trying to lose weight, or we don't talk about measurements or sizes or anything like that. Um, because I know, and I can talk a little bit about, you know, kind of my backstory about what led me to want to create that space. But I just know for so long, my health was so judged by my size and my weight. And I felt like that was so unfair, because um, it was like, such an like, not a uh, reflection of, of me and, and my lifestyle. And I knew that and I or, and I don't think that it's negative to be, you know, to, to have variation in sizes. I think that that's what makes us also unique and diverse. And it just felt really awful to feel like I was judged on those things. And, right. you know, to know that I want to 
to love my body and I want to do everything I can to show it love and respect. But here is somebody telling me that like, I can't be healthy. I can't be beautiful. I can't be valuable unless I'm thinner, unless I'm in this weight range or unless I'm this pant size, something like that. So um, yeah, so I started Take Care last year and um, we started as a Facebook group, as an, a, a free online community. And we still have that group. And honestly, it was a space I was really looking to create for myself. Like I, um, I knew that I wanted a space to find support and seek community and talk about these things. And, you know, to be able to share like this workout I did, but without making it about the calories I burned and to be able right. to share about um, you know, this great meal that I ate and not, and be able to not have to worry about like, oh, and it was under this amount of calories, you know, and then to also be able to talk about how, you know, I went out and I ate all this really delicious food and, you know, it was like a really fun time and I didn't feel guilty about it. Um, so I was really craving that space and I felt like other people would connect with it too. So, um, I just kind of went for it and I launched the group and was really, um, was really grateful for the response that it had. I think really quickly, a lot of people started to dive into it. And we started to just create this community of like positivity and support where, you know, people share their successes. They, um, you know, ask questions, they ask for help, they seek support. Um, and we're really just there to like, uh, like help and inspire each other and just build this community. And so once I started Take Care, I realized like, okay, this is like, this is my place. At the time I was working at a job um, that I, that I liked, but I knew it wasn't my end, end goal or my yeah. end all be all. Um, so I was really like, okay, I know that this is the place I'm meant to be. I know this is the work I'm meant to be doing. I just need to figure out how I actually, <laughs> that. and so, you know, I just kind of like took it one step at a time. So I loved what take care was about. So I started to plan events and I started to have local meetups and, um, like we had a few self-love Saturdays that were really fun that involved like some, you know, mindful, enjoyable movement. And then we would have like the do self-love exercises. And that was really great. And we did a body positive pool party last summer, which was really fun. Oh, so neat. Yeah, it was so cool. And then um, we've done a few like uh, like self-love workshops and they've just been really, really great. And from there, you know, kind of realizing like, okay, how can I take this further and how can I actually start to support the people in this group? And um, how can I actually make this my full-time focus? And then from there, I enrolled in the Institute of Integrative Nutrition to um, into their, uh, holistic health program. So I'm certified in holistic health. And then I also, um, there's a nonprofit out here in the Bay area called the body positive. And so, um, I attended their, their training for, for professionals to become a, um, a facilitator of their curriculum. So essentially they have like their five competencies and they have their body positive curriculum to living this body positive life of, you know, with self-love, self-acceptance, um, and I got trained through them to be a facilitator of that. So it was really interesting to take what I learned from the body positive and what I learned through my holistic health certification and see how they work together and if they work together and bring that to take care. And really it kind of like led me down this path of figuring out how I can help people the most, you know, while being able to also be on my own and be able to focus on this full time. And then that's what led, um, what led to creating the self-love clubhouse, it's just this like this monthly program of wanting to offer trainings and offer um, support, you know, in terms of like what self-love actually is and what that looks like to cultivate it and what having a healthy relationship with food looks like and, you know, what accepting your body looks like, just all these different things. So um, right. yeah, so that's a bit about me. <laughs> oh, God. No, I think it's amazing. Oh my God. Yeah. I feel like um, I love, yeah. I mean, the reason why I decided to invite you on to podcast is because even though I am big on fitness and nutrition, um, as I've gone through that journey, I think I can relate when in a sense of like um, the pressure of being a certain size and mm -hmm. just this kind of like 
boundaries that aren't even real and just the fact that it's more about your well-being versus mm-hmm. how you look and how you you know more about how you feel than anything else you know yeah and um that's why i love what you're about because it doesn't matter um what size you are it's just basically how you take care of yourself you know Thanks. mentally and food wise and everything you know and i feel like um yeah i think more people need to hear your message big time. Oh, thank you no, and yeah. i think too that like like what you what you mentioned is so uh like uh connected to why I started take care because and I think you'll probably agree that you can't look at somebody and know how healthy they are you know right. like like you can look at somebody with a six pack and who like literally has no body fat on them but you have no idea what it took to get there right. you know or you have no idea what's happening internally just as you could look somebody who's in a look at somebody who's in a larger body and you know you don't know what their lifestyle is about and I think like you know, health is so much more about, um, your habits rather than, you know, the way that you look. So I think that it's really important to start breaking that stigma and say that, okay, like there's no way to physically represent health. You know, it looks so different for everybody and it may look different than what you think it would look like. But, you know, again, it's like, it's so much more than about how you look or, you know, what your body looks like. No, right. hundred percent. hundred percent. I mean, like, even before, um, before I was like bigger and stuff like that, I, um, yeah, I think I struggled so much with how I looked even before I gained some weight and everything. And then like once I was there, I was on this whole other mental thing. But more than anything, I think now I'm healthier mentally, which I feel like it's yes. so important, which is why I love what your um, self-love clubhouse is like. You kind of have topics that besides, yeah, you still do fitness. You still do like, you know, nutritious meals and stuff. But you actually care about like the mental aspect of it where I feel like so much people forget um, that that's more important than anything else. Mm-hmm. in the entire world honestly um and i feel like i'm so i guess real question for you if um if you could write like a definition for self-love like webster dictionary came to you as like katie like give us a definition like what would it be oh my gosh that's such a good question um i would say that self-love is is loving and accepting yourself exactly as you are with no judgment or with no judgment or like concern about what anybody else thinks. Oh, I don't so know. Beautiful. Something like that. No, that's so beautiful. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Yeah, I, you totally caught me off guard. That was such a good question though. But yeah, I think it's, <laughs> I mean, it's hard because I feel like self-love is so multifaceted. Like I right. feel, you know, it's not just about looking and that's why I wanted to create some type of program or something to like assist with this because it's not just about, being like, I love myself and I think I'm amazing, you know, and it's not just about looking in the mirror and liking what you see. And it's more than just feeling comfortable in your own skin. It's all of those things, but it's also about like how you treat your body. Like, you know, like the way that you feed it, which is completely like unique to us all as individuals, you know, and that's what I think like having a healthy relationship with food is so important. And so it's also about like healing your relationship with food, making peace with it. And like knowing that what works best for you and what feels best for you could be so different from you and I, but like honoring that and not judging that. And that's also about like the movement that feels good to you. And it's about, like you said, your mindset, you know, like how you speak about yourself, how you think about yourself, the thoughts that you have, like all of those things. So it can be hard to sum up in a sentence, you know, but I think that it's like, it's just this like all encompassing, you know, like uh, mental, physical, emotional, mind, body, soul. Like it's having that all on this level of just being like, like I love me and I accept me. And like, I think in loving me, I want to respect and care for me. So right. oh, yeah. I love that. Such a good definition. <laughs> no, it's so good. Cause I feel like, yes, it's, that's the most important thing, I guess, like um, respecting yourself. Right. It's like, it doesn't matter about how you look or what you're doing. As long as you're like respecting your body. I feel like that's so, exactly. so important. It's so funny. 
Oh, good. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like, like in loving, and that's what I really learned in, in my journey is that in loving myself came respecting myself and like what right. that looks like for me to, to respect myself and, and what it looks like uniquely for me. So I think, you know, and, and take care and in the clubhouse and, you know, talking to people individually, whether I'm working with them one-on-one or, or in groups, um, I never want to tell people, somebody like, okay, you have to eat exactly this, or you have to move exactly this way, or you have to do this exact thing, because I think what's so much more powerful and necessary is to show them how to find that for themselves, you know, like how to like allow, show them how to do that, like I said, without judgment and being open, because, you know, I think when you, when you love your body, you want to show it respect. And I think that was a huge realization for me is realizing that all the years that I was so terrible to it, like I thought awful things about it. I like abused it. I starved it. I overstuffed it. I like, uh, I allowed people to treat it poorly. Like just all of these things. I overworked it thinking about all those things that I did to it. And it still showed up for, it was still there for me every single day. You know, like it's still like my lungs kept working. My heart kept beating. My brain was still working. Like no matter how awful I was to it, it was still there keeping me alive. And when I kind of realized that, like it made me realize that, oh my gosh, like I've been so terrible to it. And now I just want to be so kind to it because my body doesn't need me, but I need it. You know, like right. your body oh, that's so awesome. beautiful. Like <laughs> you're so deep. Like <laughs> you are. No, that's so beautiful. Wow. Well, okay. not to get like too cheesy, but like I heard this, um, this quote before that's like your body is the, it's the home where your soul lives. And it's so true, you know, yeah. and it's like, like people say it's your temple, you know, and so it's the only one that you get. And, um, and it's really important to, to treat it, to treat it well. And to, you know, that doesn't mean living a life that's free from like fun and and delicious food and, and, you know, enjoyable experiences and, and you, and anything else, but it just means like, remember, remember that, you know, like remember how, how your body just loves you so, so much. And so many of us don't love it back. And we try to do these really awful things, do it to change it instead of like trying to accept it and become at peace with it and support it and respect it. And right. so I think that's what, that's what was a huge shift in my, in my like journey. And then wanting to, to share that with other people to show them like, okay, like, you know, like there's a, there's a life that's so much better than constantly hating yourself and to just right. like beating yourself up. So. No, I totally agree. And I feel like, no, it's um, crazy. And I feel like not spoken um, too often about, but for example, like, let's say like, um, in my experience, like a lot of women I work with, like they are obviously trying to lose weight and like what I think they don't understand, which is, I feel like your message is so important is that it is, it starts mentally. For example, if you are all kind of talking to, uh, to yourself in a negative way and having this crazy mindset and just kind of like, I guess, shitting on yourself basically mm-hmm. when you're not happy at a certain weight losing a you know, weight or becoming or looking a certain kind of way is not going to change that you know mm-hmm. and I feel like so many women are so um stuck on that I mean I was stuck on that you know I, I thought that once I looked a certain way I would feel better but when I got here I was like wait like this is not even um like I'm still like not damaged but I still need to work on myself internally mm-hmm. you know and I feel like um I wish I almost would have learned that um prior to doing all this, you know, like going through this crazy diet and trying these like waist trainers and these teas and stuff and all that stuff. And I feel like, um, it's such an important message. Like I can't say that enough because for real, like, I think, um, we're so focused on like getting to the end result of looking a certain way to feel a certain way when it's totally reverse, you know, yeah, we need to feel totally. a certain way first. And then it's like, whatever you look like is what you look like. As long as you take care of yourself, it's fine. You know, exactly. Um, 
it's just so crazy how like I feel like um I don't understand why that message isn't pushed more. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think I would have your clubhouse where hopefully, you know, like women will learn more and spread the word and everything. So yeah, that's awesome. And I like, I couldn't agree more because I, so actually when I was younger, um, when I was 13, I was kind of at my wits end with my body and, you know, I was in middle school. I didn't really know any better about like, or I just didn't know, understand a lot of when it came to nutrition and fitness. And I just was going to the doctor, like, you know, uh, every now and then, and just every time would, would be told like, okay, you're morbidly obese, you're gaining weight, like you need to lose weight. And I had no idea what that meant. And I was getting so fed up with it. And so I found this, um, this all girls like fitness camp. I mean, it was a fat camp, you know, and I don't, and I definitely don't say fat with any type of like negativity. I think it's just, you know, it's just a, an adjective. It's a descriptive word, like brown hair, or blue eyes, you yeah. know, it's just like, but that's essentially what it was. It was like, it was an all girls fat camp in Pennsylvania. And I live in um, San Francisco. So I begged oh, wow. my parents to send me there. And so I, um, they agreed to, cause they're like, okay, I think you'll learn a lot about nutrition. And I remember when I went, I just thought, okay, if I lose five pounds, I'm going to be so happy. Like that's yeah. all I need is to lose five pounds, you know, and to feel better about myself. And I went for three weeks and it was a really interesting experience. Um, and um, I'm, I lost more than that. I lost a lot more than that. Um, and I came back and I just, nothing felt any different, you know? And right. I think that because the way that the emphasis that the, that they put on, on, um, on the camp and on the girls there was about like, okay, like let's, you know, be restricted with our food and let's work out three to like three hours a day and, oh, wow. you know, things like that. But yet they were still doing things where they would do challenges and things like that and reward us with food, you know? So it was just like sending us really mixed messages about it's it. So crazy. Yeah, it's so weird. And, <laughs> oh my and it God. wasn't really teaching us anything, anything right. like helpful or, and, right. you know, it wasn't about acceptance and at all. So, but anyway, I came home and I lost a lot more than five pounds and I still was so unhappy. And, you know, like fast forward a couple of years later and when I was a sophomore in high school and my habits were becoming more controlling and restrictive. And, um, I ended up being diagnosed with an eating disorder. And at that point had lost like a lot of weight. Like, um, I, I had lost like almost, or I lost over 60 pounds. Wow. And still, yeah. And I was at my lowest weight and I was still so unhappy with myself. And I was right. still like, I don't like, like nothing has changed. I don't feel any better. Like, okay. I'm just continuously focusing on, okay, losing the next 10 pounds, losing the next 10 pounds. And I was like, when is this going to end? Like, this is never going to stop. And I kind of realized when, when I, um, I remember like checking my being up at a friend's house, getting ready for homecoming and checking my weight and being like, oh my gosh, like something's wrong because like, I like, I don't feel good. Like I'm, I know that what I'm doing is not okay. You know, like at this point, like losing, losing this weight. And cause it was not a helpful thing at all. You know, it was not like something that that was helping me whatsoever. Um, and so, um, I ended up going through recovery, but it was still like a really mixed. I I honestly don't know how much recovery helped, like in terms of the recovery I sought out because while I was being told to, you know, eat normally and to like accept myself and to heal this relationship, I was still being told that my BMI was too high, you know? And so it was like, yeah, it was just like such a like weird place to be in, but, but it just totally is, is what you were talking about because it's like, no, I realized that nothing I could have changed physically was mentally going to get me where I wanted to go. You know, like right. I couldn't change, I could try to change my body all I want and have it be, you know, this perfect quote unquote, perfect idea of what it was supposed to be. And that was never going to make me happy. And if like, my goal was always to be happy and to feel good about myself and to feel comfortable in my own skin, I had to take a different approach. And that ended up happening, you know, like down the road, but that was a huge lesson for me. And that's something I remember now, like every time I slip back into like, 
oh, you know, because I think even the most confident body positive people who love themselves the most still have bad days. Of course. Even now on days when I feel like bad about myself and I feel like, oh, maybe that is the answer. I remember that like, no, that's not, that's not the solution whatsoever. Like I know that if there's a problem in how I'm feeling, then it has to do start with internally, you know, it has to start with my head, not my, my physical self. Right. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I mean, it kind of brings me to like the question I was going to ask you, um, kind of what made you get into self-love or, just, I guess, seek out those things, really. I guess seek out kind of the whole mental aspect of it. Like, what, was there an exact event? Like, was it that event that you're talking about now? Or was it like, what was it exactly that kind of like led you to this path? That's a really good question. And I think that it was, I mean, that definitely contributed to it, you know, to um, like having that, having that memory um, and having that experience definitely reinforced this idea that I have to find like help outside or I have to do something deeper than just fix my, like change my body or shrink myself. Um, and I think what it was is just being really tired of having other people tell me that I wasn't healthy or I wasn't beautiful or I wasn't these things. Um, you know, it was just like, um, um, sorry, one sec. But yeah, it was just like having somebody tell me, tell me otherwise. And it was like, I know my truth. Um, and I know that what I'm doing is the best thing for me. Um, and, uh, and just really, yeah, just essentially, I was getting really tired of other people telling me that I was wrong or that what I was doing, that my body was wrong or that something was wrong with me. And it was this realization that like, I'm not the problem. And it kind of happened really quickly for me. It was just like realizing that nothing about my body has ever been the problem, that it's always right. been um, like anybody who's made me feel like the problem is the problem, you know? Ooh, so, I like that. <laughs> and it was like, I was like, this makes so much sense now. Like for all my life, I felt like the, the, I felt like I was wrong or that like my body was wrong or like I had to change. And I'm like, no, it's not me. It's like everybody else who's telling me that I have to, you know, like right. that's what the problem is. Um, so I, so yeah, so I, you know, it's hard to, to think about like a, a, a specific incident where that was really shifted. Um, because I think it was so much more about like all these little experiences that added up to it. I think it was like, like, I think it gradually happened. I think that, you know, after college, um, I started to become more interested in health and nutrition. And then I started to like, want to explore these things. I got a job at Whole Foods when I was in college. So that really, yeah, sparked this interest in, in health and holistic health and nutrition. And, um, and so I, um, when I was working there, um, I really started to become interested in all these different things. But at the time, my, my goals were still weight focused. You know, I was still like very focused on, um, on how much I weighed. And I was very focused on like how this eating kale was going to help me lose weight or taking <laughs> a supplement was going to help me lose weight, you know? So, um, that was still a driving force for me. And then, um, and then I think from there, I realized that like, okay, you know, being completely focused on my weight is taking me away from, like all these other things that I should be paying attention to. Um, you know, I started to get more invested in how, you know, respecting my body and wanting to take care of it. So really paying attention to what I was putting into it and how it was making me feel. Um, and I think like I started to realize that I strangely felt shame for not losing weight. Like when I was doing good things for it, um, like my two of my best friends and I actually, we did this like recommitment to our health. We found this nutritional system that like, um, one of my mentors had had said really incredible things about, and we all decided like, okay, like I, we want to see how this makes us feel. So we all tried it and we all felt amazing. And like, I know I did, like, I felt so energized. I felt so like mentally clear. My anxiety felt really controlled. 
Um, I felt stronger. I felt all these things, but I hadn't lost any weight. And then the two friends that I did it with, like one had lost a significant amount of weight. She lost around 70 pounds. And and this was over a long period of time, but I could, she was definitely making like a physical transform or had a physical transformation. And then another one of my friends was always pretty athletic. And she was just like, you know, getting so lean and like gaining all this lean muscle. And I was just like, what am I doing wrong? And then it, I made me realize that like, this is not about, you know, like, why am I discounting all of these great things that I'm feeling just because I haven't lost any weight, you know, I, you know, it made me realize that losing weight is a, is a side effect, you know, like for me, it shouldn't be my main priority. Like, and that was for me, you know, um, for me. So, cause it was like all of these things, all of these things that I was wanting to feel, I was wanting to feel energized. I was wanting to get better sleep. I was wanting to feel strong. I was totally like discounting those and disregarding them because I hadn't lost, you know, weight. And I just, why do I, because, and I, and I remember asking like, why do I feel bad about that? Like, why do I feel guilty about that? And yeah. then started to put the pieces together of like, okay, there's a flaw or there in something that's way bigger than me, you know, like, and some, there's like messages that I'm getting. There's people who are saying things that are making me feel like, um, are making me feel like, you know, like I, like I should be care about that more than anything. Or that if, if I don't lose weight, then I'm doing something wrong and that there's, it's me that's, that's messing up and it's me that's doing something wrong. So I think, yeah, like long answer to that question. It's a, it was, <laughs> it was a lot of like li- really gradual things. And that really just kept like the small things that kept happening that made me realize, okay, this is about my mindset. This is about my mind. This is about how I feel internally. This is about me doing the inner work. This is about, you know, like focusing on the intrinsic results rather than the extrinsic results. Um, so yeah, so it was a lot of little things, I think. Oh yeah. I mean, I could say that. Yeah. I mean, like, I feel like your whole life almost led up to this, which is kind of crazy, yeah. right? It's it insane. did. It did. And I think when I, when I started like kind of going back to what I said earlier about starting to take care, um, what I realized is that like, oh my gosh, like this has been a huge part of my life that I've like, that's been, it's been such a part of me and it's been something that's so important to me. Um, and I've totally discounted it as a way that I can like actually help other people, you know, like this has been something that I've struggled with for so long and that I've worked really hard to overcome. And like, maybe there's other people that need help doing that same thing, you know? So, um, yeah, but yeah, it really was my whole life. I mean, I, I was eight years old when it was my new year's resolution to lose weight, you know? And I remember, yeah, I remember because, and, and, and honestly, like, that's what, that's kind of normal. Like most girls are like in middle school when they start becoming very, um, aware of their bodies and aware right. of wanting to lose weight. So, um, so yeah, I remember being really, really young and being very aware of myself and aware of like, and I think that's kind of around the same time when other people started bringing it to my awareness too, like my doctors and, you know, like girls at school would like say mean comments or do like mean things. Um, so that's when I started to realize, think that like, okay, well, if everybody's like, if people are calling me names and if people are saying that like I'm fat or that like I'm too big, then the solution must be to just lose weight. So that became like a a, a huge focus for me is feeling like I have to lose weight. I have to lose weight. Um, right. So it has been something, you know, that I can like for kind of as far back as I can go, you know, for most, most things in my childhood, like that's been a huge part of, part of me, you know? So I think overcoming that or moving past that was huge too, but it's definitely been like a lifelong like journey for sure. <laughs> no, of course. Yeah. I feel like we, yeah. all, I think it all happened for a reason. I want to say, yeah, you know? for cause sure. of you now. <laughs> it really, yeah, it really did. And, and that's why I don't, you know, they say that your story is the most powerful thing that you have. And I think yeah. it's so, so true. You know, like I, I don't regret any of it and I don't um, wish any of it happened differently because I'm just so thankful to be here now and to be able to say like, I like 
you know, went through all that stuff and I had those experiences so that I can share them with other people. And I can say like, okay, this is what worked for me and this is how I want to, to give back and this is how I want to help. Um, so yeah, I wouldn't change it at all, you know, cause I know that we're both the so you and I and everybody else is right where we're supposed to be in the moment. You know, it's right. like, you know, you and I here, like anybody listening to this, like anybody at all, like you're exactly where you're supposed to be doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing right now. And everything else that's ever happened in your life has led up to that. So, you know, changing any of it, like would, would change all of it. <laughs> no, no, I totally, totally agree. Um, so I guess if you could um, change I guess one stigma behind self-love that maybe Mm -hmm. irritates you a bit or you feel like is like stupid, (laughs) which (laughs) would it be? That's a really good question. Um, I think that, that it's, it would probably be that self-love isn't relative to everybody, you know, or like, it's not, you know, like it's not important for everybody. I think that there's a lot of people that think like, oh, that's not something that I need to pay attention to. That's not something I need to focus on, you know, especially like, you know, because I think a lot of that thinking comes from people who are like, oh, well, I'm happy with my body. So like self-love isn't something that I need to focus on. And I think that realizing that it goes so much deeper than just, you know, like how you feel about yourself physically and knowing that everybody needs, needs to, to do that work on themselves, to love themselves, because, you know, like happy people who love themselves and are compassionate and just like happy with where they're at, don't do really awful, hateful, terrible things to other people. You know, they don't bully other people. They don't do like violent things. They don't treat others awfully. Right. So I think that, you know, so much of what's like, whether what's going on in the world or what's going on with people we know personally, or just, you know, in general, it's like, if somebody isn't happy with themselves, then that's what they're going to spread. You know, if somebody is really happy and they love themselves, that's the, that's the, um, that's the ripple that they're going to have, you know, in the world with everybody else. But if you are feeling negative, negatively, if you don't like yourself, if you don't like who you are, if you're not pleased with where you're, you're at in life, if you don't have compassion, if you're constantly judging yourself and others, then that's what you're going to spread to other people. And so I think that like, no matter who you are, no matter your size, your gender, your sexuality, like, you know, your race, like your age, anything at all, I think like having compassion and love for yourself and, you know, being able to, accept yourself and not judge yourself and being able to be happy with yourself and share that with other people is so incredibly important, you know, and, and it goes so far beyond just wanting to like improve your body image, you know, or, or to, right. to love your body. And so it's so, it's so relative and it's so necessary for like literally everybody. So I think that's something I wish as I think it tends to get this, this, um, there tends to be this idea or this stigma that like, Oh, it's only for, you know, like it's only for women or it's only for people who like, are larger bodied or it's only for people who are overweight, you know, things like that. Actually it's, it's for everybody, you know, like everybody needs compassion. Everybody needs that love. Everybody needs that kindness for themselves so that they can give it to other people. So I think that's the one thing that I would, I would really want to address. No, I, I totally, totally agree with you. And um, actually, that was a really good answer because I didn't even think of that when I was like writing the question. But uh, <laughs> no, yeah, because I was like, I wonder if she's going to say, but um, no, you're totally right. Because I feel like um, even for like myself, I kind of like not like denied or like curved self-love, but like I didn't think I needed it because in my mind, it was like people that needed self-love, people that had a low self-esteem. Yeah. And I didn't want to like correlate myself with that. But then as like time went on, I'm like, wait, like that's not true. And that's just like some straight boundary I've made up and whatever, you know? Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's a very, very, uh, truthy. I feel like a lot of people think they don't need it unless they're like 
at the lowest point of their life or like exactly they're whatever and it's not even like the case whatsoever um yeah especially men I feel like a lot of men like mm-hmm. are very like hesitant towards it and it's like no you know I mean like my husband for example like um even with self-love and self-development um, in general like he's very like like against it yeah I don't know it's weird it's really really yeah. interesting it's true it's, it's really like feminine in a way but it's yeah. not yeah because I mean it's so much about you know like your feelings and being vulnerable and being open to this and you know like it's it, it's a huge it's not like an easy thing you know like to be right. really honest it's not a switch that you flip it's something that you have to put time and intention into like pretty much on a daily basis you know and right. so um, you know, and, and it's so worth it. Like it's a hundred percent worth it to, to have that freedom and that happiness and have that confidence. Um, but it definitely takes time and it takes being honest with yourself. It takes being open with yourself. It takes, um, you know, really doing a lot of self-reflection. So I understand why people would be, um, would be like, especially men might not be interested in that or feel like it's necessary. And I think something you said too, was really, um, reminding me that, you know, self-love and confidence are two very different things. Like, I think that, um, part of loving yourself is being, can, can be being confident with who you are. And I love teaching other women, especially how to feel confident, and comfortable in their own skin. Um, but I think that there's definitely a difference, you know, because I think that you can, you can have lots of confidence, but like, that's not the same as being compassionate with yourself or, you know, right. not judging yourself or, or, or just being kind to yourself. So I think that it's important to distinguish those things and to have both of them. No, I totally, totally agree. Yeah. Confidence and yeah the most confident people doesn't mean they actually like love themselves so yeah isn't yeah that's very true um so I guess take us to your favorite or your like typical day-to-day self-love kind of like care thing you do yeah yeah that's such a good question um so I definitely have uh established more of a like a, a routine throughout my days okay. um and that I feel like self-love and self-care is such a big part of of my day so when I wake up um I always like I always, um, start with an adaptogenic tea, um, which adaptogens are just like miraculous and amazing. I think if anybody's facts, ever, like, girl, facts. For everybody, like, <laughs> I, I was going to say like for anybody who's, who struggled with anxiety, like get on that, but literally anybody can benefit from them. No, yeah. um, so, and, and, and I was actually just on my Instagram talking about this today that like, um, things like that, like my adaptogenic tea and like my, and certain foods that I eat have become such a part of my self care because I've realized that as I've healed my relationship with food and as I've gotten to such a good place with it, that there are certain foods that um, make me feel really good. And there are certain foods that make me feel energized and put me in the right headspace and, and don't make me feel anxious and make me feel alert and focused. And so how like incorporating those into my day as part of self-care because I love myself, you know, so, um, you know, my, like my morning tea, like that's a part of that. And, um, I started reading every morning before I check my phone. So like, I'll make my tea and then I'll read like, you know, um, for like 10 or 15 minutes. Um, and then I'll usually meditate for like five minutes and meditation has been incredibly powerful for me. And it really just allows me to like, to center myself and just prepare myself mentally for the day. And during that time, I really like to, you know, just be thankful for my body and for, for all the things that I have and to really remind myself that, okay, I want today to be a feel like, I want to feel good today. Like I want to make sure that I'm energized. I want to allow myself to move in whatever way feels good to me. Um, and also I, I just started incorporating this, this exercise where I start to, I start from like my toes and work my, all the way up to my head. And I just thank every part of my body. I just like, oh, that's so feel, 
like that. <laughs> yeah. I just like, I just like say like, I'm so grateful for you and I love you, you know? And I think that's been a really powerful way to just like get in tune with myself and to, um, to really just appreciate all of me because, you know, like not everybody has all, all of themselves, you know, or not yeah. everybody has, the, has what, what I have or what you have. So just like, and, um, just thanking myself for what I do have, um, that has been really powerful. So I start with that meditation and then, um, I usually go on to my breakfast and my breakfast is usually some type of like, um, of shake. I really take, take into account what I'm feeling that day and what I feel like I need that day. So, you know, like yesterday it was, um, it was like eggs and toast, you know, and like, but t- usually it's, um, it's, uh, usually it's, um, it's like, it's a shake that's with like a plant-based protein base. And then I add like spinach and I add like, um, like this other fiber stuff and I add maca powder and I add like dehydrated fruits and greens. I add all these things because I know they are all going to make me feel really good. You know, right. like it's kind of this like, like modge podge of different crap and <laughs> smoothie, but, but it makes me feel really, really good. And that's part of my self care. And that's part of loving myself. Yeah. Um, and then throughout the day, I just like, I make sure to to stay really hydrated. Um, I make sure to like schedule in a lunch break because giving myself that time to rest is really necessary to avoid feeling burnt out. Um, I remind myself to just like, just, I think being grateful and like saying affirmations and just that place of gratitude has helped so much because, you know, I like to feel the way, when I think about like anxiety or, or like self-hatred or judgment, I just think of this really negative dark headspace. And right. so to me, that means that like, okay, I need to put my, keep myself in this light, happy headspace in order to avoid that. And if I can do that, like things are probably going to go really great. You know, like if I want to have a 10 out of 10 day, this is what I need to get there. So, you know, what are the things that contribute to that? It's like getting enough rest, staying hydrated, feeling really grateful because, um, you know, I think it was Tony Robbins who said, I, I saw him speak in August and he's absolutely amazing. And he said like, you can't feel, feel, uh, grateful or appreciative and like angry at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So it's like feeling like, okay, feeling grateful, just like do all these little things to pick myself up, you know, like celebrating the wins, like, like, um, you know, no matter how small it is, like, yes, I checked this thing off my to-do list. Like I'm awesome. You know, just like hyping myself up as much as I possibly can. Um, and then just setting boundaries around work. So knowing that like, okay, I'm going to close the computer at 7 PM or whatever time that is. And then I'm going to, you know, like make sure to make myself some dinner and then I'm going to spend some time with my boyfriend, you know, before going to bed. And I'm not going to feel guilty about that. You know, like I'm going to really just enjoy that. And I think that's those all like kind of all of those different uh, activities or acts have been huge in terms of just me loving myself and taking care of myself, you know, and I think that what it really comes down to is like, it's such a huge part of it is self-care. And it's just like, what do I need to feel my best? What do I need to recharge? What do I need to do for me to make sure that I'm filling up my cup first? Because me prioritizing self-care is an act of self-love and that's how I show myself love and how I show myself respect. So. Ooh, preach. (laughs) No, seriously. Like I'm like loving everything you're saying. I I, I can't even like, no, you're so amazing. Um, yeah, I think it's like great. I need to, um, I love, well, let's recap. I love the fact that you were talking about your smoothie um, in a sense like that you're putting those things in there because the how they make you feel. Exactly. And I think that's so important. Like, that's amazing. You know, the fact yeah. that you focus on that versus like, oh, let me drink a smoothie to whatever situation. Most women would look at it differently. So I think that's amazing. Thank um, you. Also, I love the fact that you are, I'm, I'm going to definitely try that whole like from head to toe thing. Yeah, you should. It's really yeah. great. Because I was doing a gratitude list. I've never thought of like actually going through my entire body, which is actually probably a really good practice. I'm going to try that. 
Yeah, you should. You should. yeah, my, my meditation is probably different than other people's. And I think it, it should be personal, but my yeah. meditation is more like a visualization prayer gratitude practice than yeah. just like sitting in silence because like I, that's just what works for me. So, right. you know, a huge part of that is like literally starting at my toes and being like, thank you toes. I love you. Like, thank you, <laughs> I love you. You know, just like kind of all those things. And it takes like a minute, but it's really powerful. So you should totally try it. No, that's a cute am definitely yeah. well. And then um also, so I guess it's a weird topic of that. Um for I guess a average woman that works um say nine to five, whatever, and mm-hmm. doesn't have much time, um I guess if you can give her two or three tips on how to actually uh I guess practice self care, self love, what do you say they would be? Yeah, that's a um another really good question. Um it's <laughs> it's kind of a loaded question because there's so many different things to do. <laughs> right. But I think that that you know, a lot of what we've touched on during our, our talk has been about mindset and have been about like your headspace. So I think the, the first tips that I would give would be to start there. So I would incorporate some type of gratitude practice. Like we were talking, like I would start, you know, in the morning, whether it is starting with your toes and working your way all the way up and thinking every part of your body. Um, or it's like you said, making a list of, you know, 10 things that you're really grateful for, or even three things that you're really grateful for that morning. Um, and then I would have something similar at night, you know, like at night, I really like to just like count my blessings as much as I can, because I think that the more that you can be happy about and positive about and appreciative of the more you're going to get that back, you know, like that's what you're going to attract. So, um, I incorporate that into my day and night. So some type of gratitude practice, um, I think affirmations are incredibly powerful. Um, and actually in the clubhouse, there's, um, I have a training on like creating affirmations one-on-one and creating affirmations for you. Cause you can totally go on Pinterest and you can like find affirmations that are really great. Those are a really good place to start, you know, like put them on a post-it note, like put them in your bullet journal, like put them somewhere where you're going to see them like regularly or put them in your phone, set them as reminders. Um, but I think that creating ones for yourself are really powerful. And actually like I can go over really quickly how I like to help people do that is, you know, I think that affirmations, what they help you do is they help you kind of retrain your beliefs or they help you like move past these limiting beliefs you have or these negative thoughts that you have about yourself. So what I like to have people do is write down like three limiting beliefs or like negative thoughts that they have about themselves. Like I am not going to be happy until I lose 10 pounds or like I'm not smart enough to, to apply for this job or to make it through this program, something like that. And then literally write down the opposite. And so say like, I know that I can achieve happiness now just as I am. And I love and appreciate my body for all it is exactly as it is right now. And then like have that be your affirmation that you say to yourself. So you know that it's directly targeting, you know, the limiting belief or the negative thought that you have. Right. Uh, and I think like saying those every single morning is like so, so powerful or saying them throughout the day, like literally as much as you can. Um, you know, like I know a lot of people like to put them on their bathroom mirror and say them, you know, as they're getting ready in the morning or again, setting alerts in your phone, whatever that looks like. Um, and I know that, you know, I've talked to people who have told me before, like, I literally can't look at, look in the mirror and say those things. Like, I don't, I can't look in the mirror in general, but I like, it's too much for me to be able to look in the mirror and to recite those things. So I would just like say to start with where you're at, you know, to start with, if it just means saying them to yourself quietly, or if it means reading them to yourself, start there. And then when you feel more comfortable, start like saying them out loud and then start saying them with conviction and start saying them with energy and, right. you know, like in, in a lot of intention and then maybe move to the mirror, you know? So um, just, just honor where you're at and just start there. But um, secondly, yeah, affirmations are, are huge. 
Um, and then third, um, I think like just developing some type of self-care practice. So that's actually another training I have in the clubhouses is like how to create your own self-care plan. And mine has definitely changed throughout the years, but I would really just think about like, what makes you feel good? You know, is it, um, meditation? Is it hydration? Is it movement? Is it certain types of foods? Is it sending out, you know, a text, a gratitude text every day? Is it, you know, making a phone call to someone you haven't talked to in a while and just saying like, Hey, I was just thinking about you. So really thinking about the things that make you feel good. Um, and then writing those things out and like, you know, making a checklist every single day or making some type of list or reminder, you know, to check in with yourself and to, mm-hmm. to prioritize those, those things for self-care. So I think that self-care, gratitude, and affirmations. Like, I feel like those are terms that are spoken about a lot and that are, that a lot of people talk about. And it's for a reason, you know, they are incredibly powerful and they're really, really important. So, um, I would look into those two to three things. And I know those two to three things in themselves are a lot, but I think that would be a really good place to start. No, great. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that for sure. I feel like, yeah, like you said, they're, I think they're spoken, um, about a lot, but there's definitely mm-hmm. a reason why they are, you know, yeah. I feel like when it comes to all sorts of, um, just almost every aspect of life, those guys always seem to be there. Yeah. Somehow, so which true. is like crazy. So, so yeah, I totally agree with those. Um, I feel like I asked you so many questions, but okay. <laughs> so, no, seriously, cause it's like, you're awesome. So, okay. Um, <laughs> thank you. One thing also, how do you feel, um, I guess when it comes to like today's day and age with social media and everything and like, um, do you feel like how can maybe, or how do you, does that affect yourself? care and love the fact that now in days like we're so on instagram we see kind of the whole comparinitis thing and we can like see people do stuff whatever um would you say that's affected you if so what have you done to like kind of i guess tone it down a bit yeah um I have definitely noticed how social media can cause that like comparisonitis, you know, just like comparing yourself to other people. Um, and I think oftentimes too, you know, like social media can just be such a highlight reel, you know, it, it's like you're seeing the, the great moments and, and I do this too, you know, like I put out the, the happy, the, the good selfies, the happy moments, you right. know, the, like the, the highlights. And we're not talking about the, the boring stuff or talking about the bad stuff or the sad stuff. Um, so I do try to put that out there, like that authenticity, that vulnerability out as, as much as I can and just be really, really honest. Um, but I think that it's really easy to look at people on social media and just be like, wow, like, you know, life is really good for them or it's like really happy all the time or their relationship is perfect or like they're skinny and thin and they're smiling all the time. So they just must <laughs> and, and being thin and skinny must be the only way to do that or must be the key to doing that. Right. You know, like that. So, um, I think that like, I've totally been, a, uh, like, uh, a victim to that often. Um, so what I do is I just really started being unapologetic about unfollowing anybody who made me feel negatively, like really whether it's, like that. Yeah. yeah, like whether it's somebody who is making me feel like I need to be thinner, like unfollow. If it's somebody who, um, is trying to tell me what to eat, unfollow. If it's somebody who's trying to like, um, you know, just spread negativity and hate, like unfollowing you. I mean, yeah. even unfollowed or unfriended, like family members, you know, who I just were like, because, you know, my energy is so precious to me and my, like, it's really important to me to, to be surrounded by as much positivity as possible. And I think that social media is one of the things where we're so inundated by, by it and all that's happening. And it's like everywhere around us, but we do have control, like to an extent, like we have like a decent amount of control with it. So it's like, you know, you don't owe anybody anything in terms of a follow or anything like that. Like if they're not making you feel good, then 
that's not somebody that you need to be following. Even like with business, you know, I think that, you know, and you and I like owning our own businesses and being on this journey with entrepreneurship, it's like, there's been times where I have, I've had to either like unfollow or at least like hide posts from other people when I get too much like, oh my gosh, I have to be doing what they're doing or like, oh my gosh, right. they're like doing so much better than I am. And it's never anything personal, you know, right. it's never like, like, oh, I, I hate you as a person or I think, you know, again, like not wanting to spread that negativity. It's just like, I'm being selfish and that's what's best for me right now, you know, I to follow you. So, you know, I say that, that, you know, the minute, like I went and unfollowed all the Kardashians and all the celebrities <laughs> and all these different people. And it felt really hard. Honestly, I was like, wait, but I'm going to miss so much and this, this right. and that. But honestly, I forgot about it 30 seconds later. And right. like, and yeah. I, you know, like, so, and maybe like, it's not the Kardashians for you, but whoever it is, you know, I think I would really like start to pay attention to how these accounts are making you feel, you know, like, are they making you feel, feel inspired and motivated and happy about yourself? Or are they making you feel bad? And honestly, too, like, if my, like, if you were following me and I made you feel that way, I would want you to unfollow me because that's right. not, you know, that's not the place I want you to be in. So, um, yeah. So I think that social media is an incredible tool. I actually think it's really it's really grown and developed and enhanced the body positive community um, in a lot of ways. Um, and the self-love community, I think it's brought um, a lot. It's been able to bring a lot of people together and share a lot of messages, you know, to people that you wouldn't other, otherwise meet. So I think it's really powerful. Um, but I do think that we like have to remember that we get to choose, you know, like to an extent what, who we're following, what we're seeing, things like that. And to not be afraid or to not feel badly for unfollowing other people. And I think on the other side of it too, if somebody does unfollow you or if somebody like, you know, like whether they're a family or a friend or somebody that you really liked, that's, you know, that's about them and where they're at right now, you know? So it's just right. like, that's not something to take personally. That's just like, you keep doing you and like, they're doing them and don't, you know, like, it's just, it's just where they're at, you know? So I think that, yeah. So I think social media has been um, really helpful and also can be harmful, um, but I think knowing how to utilize it and knowing how to utilize, use it in a way that's best for me um, has made it like has made all the difference. So, right. And I agree. Yeah. I actually do the same. It's so funny you said that because I'm um, being like in this whole entrepreneurial like journey. I've had to like dive deep into self-love and yeah, mm -hmm. like the accounts that just annoy me for no reason. I just felt like annoyed. I was just unfollow and I would be like, yeah. well, I hope whatever, like, you know, it is what it is. Like, cause at the end of the day, it is kind of, I always say that, and I like people make fun of me about it, but it's like it is all about you. Yeah, like, it, it, it really is, and it's just uh -huh. like that's okay, you know. And and um, yeah, yeah. So I totally agree with that. Um, but that's that funny. You kind of brought it up before a little bit, but I should have asked you earlier. But how do you? Um, or any tips on how to? Because I personally even struggle with this. How to uh, commit to your self love? when your partner is not like, is your boyfriend into it? I don't know boyfriend, but is he like also into self-love or mm -hmm. like, does he um, judge you? Like how, how is that? No. So he, he's not at all. Like I, my boyfriend is a software engineer. Um, so he's very like, I don't know for, I live in Silicon Valley. So like when I say like stereotypical software engineer, everybody knows what that means out here, but yeah. he's very like, you know, he's so smart and he's so, he's a computer guy, you know? So he's like very into computers and he's kind of like, uh, you know, like, I don't want to be like stereotypical, but he's the guy, you know, like, I think he's much more like he loves computers and his video games and stuff like that. And when it comes to the personal development stuff, that's not as much of his like forte or focus, Yeah. Uh, but I feel very grateful that he's incredibly supportive. So whatever, like, you know, when it comes to like, he's so accepting of me and my body, no matter what, you know, weight or size it is, or no matter what color my hair is, um, <laughs> you know, 
from having blonde hair to pink hair. Um, and, and yeah, so he's just like very accepting and supportive. So I really appreciate that. And I think that, you know, when it comes to, to like being in a relationship with somebody or having a partner who's maybe not in that space, like, I think that, that you, we can't control other people, you know, like we can't make them do some, anything that they don't want to do or think anything that they don't want to do. And I think what's just really important is to continue to, to do everything you're doing for yourself and to know that like, I'm loving myself for me. And by me, like me loving myself and me taking care of myself is going to allow me to show up better in my relationships. It's going to allow me to show up better in the world, to show up better for my clients, to show up better for my friends and family. Um, so just knowing to, to kind of like be that example, you know, that you want to be, you know, like, I think that's like the best situation is that where you can both be yourselves and support each other in doing that, but it's okay if it's not exactly the same, you know, right. like I think, there's totally times when I've thought like, oh, it'd be so great if he was into personal development more and we could be doing this. But, you know, like, but how lucky am I that he just supports that, you know, and that's okay. And like, as much as John allows me to be, my boyfriend's name's John. So as much as John allows <laughs> me to be like, like, I want to allow him to be him, you know, and right. not like push him into this thing that I should be doing, you know, or anything like that. Like, I just want to support him being his best self. Um, so yeah, so I would just say to focus on you actually, um, yeah, if you're familiar with Gabrielle Bernstein, Gabby Bernstein, yeah. she's like absolutely incredible. I just, um, I'm almost done reading the universe has your back. And I just saw her speak, um, on her book tour for judgment. Yeah, Detox. I saw. Yeah. I was like, she's incredible. And so much of what she says is like, and I think this idea of judgment, you know, like is so relative to all of us. Cause you know, she talks a lot about how, like, you know, if you're feeling negatively or if you're judging other people, or if you're feeling, you know, this just like anger, or resentment, like that is coming from judgment. And how can you replace that with love? You know, and like, how can you, how can you say like, you know, instead of feeling negatively or instead of feeling off about the situation, how can I take that off the table and replace it with love? Or how can I see love in this situation? Or how can I see acceptance? Or how can I see joy? And I think that's been something that I've really challenged myself to do lately is to, um, to try to see how I can see those things, you know, and, and right. to say like, you know, I want to accept you for who you are, just as I want you to accept me for who I am. So right. um, does that like kind of answer the question? No, of course. Yeah, it totally, totally <laughs> does. Yeah, no, of course. Okay, good. Yeah, thank you. Um, sure. And also tell me about your clubhouse. Like I was also um, watching the, uh, your video about it and I'm like so inspired to even like join it myself. Oh my gosh. Because <laughs> I feel like, no, seriously, I feel like um, it's, it's like, I just, I guess I know that the more self-love and the more internal work you do, like the better you can show up in this world, you know? Yeah. So it's like, once you get like a little like hit of it, almost like a drug, but it's yeah. like a drug, you know? Cause once you're feeling that kind of like happiness and that high from the happiness, it's mm -hmm. really hard to not continue like to do that, you know? So um, totally. tell me all about it and um, kind of run me through it a little bit. Like what's yeah. it about? Yeah. Thank you. Um, I, I'm so happy to hear that. Cause you know, I think when I created the clubhouse, I wanted it, I created it based off of what really helped me and what really benefited me in this journey. So hearing from other people that they're responding to it or that it seems like a place that they need to is the best thing in the world that I could hear because, you know, I made it for other people, but essentially the self-love clubhouse is a program that I created to, to teach others how to cultivate and embody self-love and confidence. And, um, it's a monthly program. So essentially what it is, is every single month, there are new trainings that are delivered on all things self-love. So kind of what I touched on before is how, you know, this idea of self-love is so, um, like has so many layers and, you know, it's not just about, uh, like being comfortable in your own skin and loving your body, but it's also about mindset and it's about how you take care of your body and your relationship with food and movement and, and all these different things. 
Um, so I wanted a place to address those things in a way that was, um, digestible that like, you know, where you could actually, um, go through the trainings and be able to take things away from them. So they were impactful and also it was affordable. Like, I think that was a huge thing for me is being able to reach as many people as I could. Um, so yeah, so there's, so like I said, every single month, there's new trainings on all those different topics. Um, the trainings are like 20 to 25 minutes long. So um, I think each month it comes out to be like two to three hours worth of content, okay. which, so I wanted it to be something that was, you know, no matter if you're working, if you're going to school, no matter how busy you are, you're able to, um, you're able to have the time to fit this in, you know, whether it's like you sit down and do it all at once or you break it up into doing it, you know, like a lesson here and a lesson there. Um, and in addition, like I am building up the resources section, which I'll also contribute to every single month. Um, and that's just kind of like, you know, what I want the self-love clubhouse to be is like your hub for all things self-love. So I want to take all the content I've done, like articles I've read, just different, like research, everything like that, that's going to help you um, on this journey. I want to put it all in one place. So, um, that's what the, the site is about. And then in addition, um, you know, I think that on a journey like that community is so important and support is so important. So, um, I, we also have like a private Facebook group where you can connect with other members. You can share your successes. You can ask questions. Um, and then I do like what I call office hours there regularly. So that I, I'll be on video live and then you can ask me like, hey, I went through this training and I don't get it or this isn't helping me or I'm really stuck on this one thing. And then I can still give you that that um, that like one on one, you know, like coaching, support, et cetera. So, right. um, yeah, so that's what it's about. And 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 I'm really, really excited about it. And actually, um, I know that. <clears throat> so the day that we're filming this, I'm not sure when it's going to air. Um, enrollment to the public is actually closing today. Um, but I really wanted to give you and your audience like that opportunity oh, to dive you. in if they're, yeah, of course, if that's something that, you know, if, if what I've talked about has resonated with you, or if that's a place that you feel like you need, um, that's hundred percent something that I want to support. So, um, I created a coupon code. So feel better naked, all one word. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Like it'll, it'll, if you use that, it'll open up enrollment for you. Like I said, it's closed to the public, but I wanted it to make that accessible. So if you, the code feel better naked, um, will grant you access and it'll also Great. take, um, 10% off the first payment, um, cool. and then 10% off every month after that. So oh, wow. because it's a monthly program, it takes, yeah, there's, um, there's a monthly price, but, um, with that code, it should, it should help out a bit. So I think Girl, that, thank you, yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> so just, awesome. you know, if self-love or like self-improvement is something that you're looking to, to make a priority, if you know, you're just like really over, um, like hating yourself, if you want to become BFS with your body, that's, something I can totally get on board with and I totally connect with. And that's exactly why I created the site. So yeah. No, yeah I said for like the message that you're sending is so needed. So important. Like Me all the way too. down to like children, like <laughs> they're yeah. dramatic, but like, so true, like a course in school about yeah. this stuff. Like, oh my seriously. gosh. Yeah. And actually I know we're so like running low on time, but I'm actually starting in um, last year. I started to create a nonprofit. And I think this year is when we're actually going to be able to really start to like get the paperwork finalized and dive oh, in. And it's going to be for young girls to improve body image because oh, I know, amazing. Yeah. Like I touched on before, like that was, you know, being eight years old, that's when it started for me. And right. I think it's much the norm now. So I really wanted to use this opportunity to not only help um, like adult women and adult people, but also younger children as well. Cause I think that's really important. No, no, I totally agree. I'm so like, you're amazing. No, 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 you inspire me to like do more. I'm like, in this conversation, I'm like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Like, <laughs> you're, seriously. Too. you're helping so many people and you know, it's, like, we're, it's all in our own way, you know? I, yeah. 
we all do it so differently, differently, but I think we all have the intention to bring positivity and bring light and bring happiness and confidence to other people. And that's, you know, like that's incredible. So you're doing amazing stuff. No, I agree. You're doing amazing stuff. <laughs> Katie, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I thank appreciate you. your time and your intention in this conversation. It was amazing. So if you guys enjoyed this episode, which I hope you did, uh, please feel free to share it with anyone that you think can really um, take, you know, benefit for this episode. And also feel free to leave a review. The reviews really help me get my message across to other women, other people. Um, And please let me know what you thought about the episode. And thanks guys for listening. And next episode, we'll chat again.